everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Game day. Does anyone in here ever watch ESPN's Game Day? Anybody watch Game Day? It's a very popular program. In fact, I feel like I pretty much have breakfast with Kirk Herb Street and Lee Corso every Saturday morning. We have game day as followers of Christ every day. And this is part of the big game that we have every week around here. So let's cheer like it's game day. I don't know about you, but I love to look at the fans against the backdrop of game day. The fans, man, they freak me out. They're so fun. They're so enjoyable. They do so many outrageous things. We love to be fans. I mean, you're a fan. I'm a fan. We're made to be a fan. We're fashioned to be a fan. We're designed for devotion. My brother told me, he goes, Ed, wouldn't it be hilarious if like Martians landed one day on planet earth and they watched us during football season, they would go, wow, they worship an oblong ball, a pig skin zipped up with air and all these muscular guys are pushing it back and forth on top of green carpet that has white lines through it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Have you ever thought about that? We, 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 we love to be fans. We love to cheer for stuff. No one taught me how to do it. I just do it. No one taught you how to do it. You just do it. We are people that are into devotion. You know, if Jesus could walk on the stage right here in the flesh, maybe instead of saying, follow me, he might say, become a fan. Because we understand a fan. And in today's culture, follow is kind of hollow. That's what people do on social media. And they don't really follow us. Oh, I have this many followers. Or you have that many followers. They don't really follow us. They're just sort of like, okay, yeah, check out what you do or whatever. Jesus might say, become a full-on fan. There are two types of fans. And let's just uh, talk about these two groups. There's going to be the full-on fanatical fan. That's one group. The other group would be the bandwagon or fair weather fan. I thought to myself, who do I know who's a full-on fan? Thought about my wife, Lisa. She's a full-on fan. She's a fanatical fan. She loves football, loves it, especially the University of South Carolina. Their mascot, the Gamecocks. What? A chicken? (laughs) The Fighting Game Chickens of South Carolina. Lisa is a true fan. I'm not. I'll just be flat out honest. I am more of a fair weather, almost said foul weather, fair weather bandwagon fan. So I was just thinking about some of the character qualities of of Lisa's fandom, and and as I was thinking about those, I thought, wow, those relate to the field of faith. Because as I told you earlier, we're made to cheer. We're made to get behind something. We're made for devotion. God gives us that opportunity. God says, man, you can either worship the creator or the creation. We have a lot of people that worship the creation. They put plants and 
animals and, and, and things above God. They, they worship it. Environmentalists. Now, I'm all about the environment. We should take care of the planet. We don't put the planet, though, above the person of Jesus. We don't do that. That's pantheism. Then a lot of people worship animals. They worship the creatures as opposed to the creator. Try posting something on social media, as I do a lot. I mean, this past week, I posted a picture of an alligator snapping turtle that I caught. Did you see that on Instagram? It weighed over 100 pounds. I love the turtle. I took care of the turtle. Gingerly put this 90-year-old specimen of a dinosaur back into the tricky waters of the Trinity River. I got some hate on that. A turtle! A lot of people worship man. We worship our bodies. Think about bodybuilding and think about this whole whole realm of, of eating clean. I mean, some people just take it over the edge. They redline it, lifting weights and working out. We're addicted. We're worshiping that. A lot of people worship money in our culture today. We, we worship so many things and, and we want to step back and go, whoa, great worship, wrong object or wrong person. But the bottom line is we're going to be a fan. We're going to be a fan. And it's great to be a fan. I'm not hating on, on cheering or yelling or or. Go Cowboys, or let's go Dolphins, or the University of Miami, or the Oklahoma Sooners, or the Texas Longhorns, or the South Carolina Game Chickens. We, we can do all of that. That's awesome. Don't, though, waste your worship. Don't do it. God knows if we waste our worship on anything or anyone else other than him, we're going to be gravely, pun intended, disappointed. Well, let's go through Lisa's life. I love to talk about someone else other than me. Lisa is a full-on fan. How do you know that? It? I just observe her. Number one, she's super passionate. Woo! I'll hear her do that. I'm in my study trying to put the finishing touches on the message. She's watching the game chickens once again, and normally they lose. I go, what happened? Well, Carolina is two touchdowns behind with three minutes to go in the game. Maybe they can pull it out. I'm thinking to myself, wow. She's passionate about that? If they lose, oh, they lost. So her emotions go up and down because she is a full-on fan. God has feelings too. And so often, Friday Night Lights, woohoo! Pee Wee Football, yeah! The SMU Mustangs, woohoo! The USC Trojans, Jesus? I set you up for that one, didn't I? How passionate, I'm just asking you a question, are you about the things of God? Are you, are, you a, are you a full-on fan? Real fans like Lisa, they're well-educated. She knows what's going on. 
I, I mean, she talks to people who knows what's going on about the game chickens, about the quarterback situation, about the coaching situation, about their schedule. She knows what's happening. Websites, and she's reading and looking, and she is a well-informed fan. Are you? Fantasy football, are you? I've got the Cowboys schedule memorized, are you? I mean, I know the roster of this team and that team. How about the roster of the playbook? How about the plays, the offensive and defensive schemes in this book? How about the basic doctrine of the faith, salvation by grace through faith, the authority of the inerrancy of Scripture, the substitutionary atonement of Jesus, sanctification, justification. Some of you are like, what are you talking about? I'm just talking to you about basic Christianity. And sadly, a lot of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Are you a real fan? <laughs> really? You're, you're, you're a full-on fan. As I've said, Lisa is super passionate. She's well-educated. She's crazy loyal, but also very relational. When it comes to being a fan, she's always inviting people over to watch the game chickens, well, play. Always, always, always connecting. Oh, honey, look, they have a South Carolina Gamecocks bumper sticker on the back. They have a license plate. Let's, I mean, she wants us to wave at cars and, hey, what's up? Okay, you're a fan, you're devoted, you're a follower of Christ. How promotional are you? You know, how, how really promotional and how relational are you? Do you invite? Do you connect? If, Someone gave you a block of eight seats. I guarantee it, you'd fill them. Oh, come to the game with me. Yeah, you've got to see USC play. You've got to see the Gamecocks play. I just, I just thought about that when I thought about Lisa. She's very relational, and she's, she's highly invested. When she goes to Columbia, South Carolina now and then, invariably she'll go to a game, and she will sit in great seats. And she'll pay good money to sit in great seats. She buys paraphernalia. She buys all sorts of clothing. I mean, she has a University of South Carolina shirt on today. How promotional are you? I mean, how invested are you? How relational are you? How loyal are you? How educated are you? How passionate are you? Major questions. I checked the ticket prices right before I walked out. The average season ticket package for the Dallas Cowboys, average, $1,900. Parking averages, $30 to $80. I thought about doing that during this series, flagging people down and go, whoa, that'll be $80 because you have a great parking space. In fact, all of you people here down front, 
When you walk out, you're not going to be able to leave until you pay $525 per person. These are like sought-after seats. And some of you are shooting daggers at me right now. But if you were in a stadium or the stadium, you'd be like, wow, these are awesome seats. Only $525. Isn't that funny? So, so, you're, so you're a fan? Seriously, you're, you're a full-on fan of Christ. Well, I'm just, I'm just asking about your finances, you know? Uh, Something you'll never hear, I love to imitate Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones say, I thought about several things. Number one, uh, my stadium's too big. (laughs) I've heard that about this place. Too loud, I don't like all the different, different songs. I just want your money. (laughs) (laughs) Man, how much did that screen cost? Oh, isn't it awesome? He signed a $75 million contract. Woo! You're... You're a, you're a fan? You're, you're, seriously, you're, you're a follower of Christ, right? Really? Let me, let, me, let me look at your finances. I mean, that's the answer. That's what the Bible says. I, I didn't say that. I can look at your money. You can look at my money. You can go, oh, okay. I can see who Ed is devoted to. Just a thought. I mean, again, I, I'm just, Lisa is invested. She spends, you know, a good bit of money on football. Oh, also, <laughs> this is a great one. She's extremely generational. In other words, when Lisa was little, she didn't have a choice about <laughs> the Gamecocks. Her dad graduated from there and I think took her to games before she could even like walk so it was like you're gonna be a gamecock as long as you're under my roof little lisa and then when you graduate and individuate you can make your own choice oh i want to be a modern cool millennial parent you know my kids just gonna make up their own minds about religion and the things of God. And how much dope are you smoking? <laughs> yeah, I want to give my kid a choice. You know, I don't think all their friends show up here. Well, they're not. And they don't. And they won't. What's the next issue? Who's the parent? Who's, I mean, seriously, who's, who's the coach here? I'm glad I didn't have a choice in the matter when I was growing up. 
I'm glad that my parents were generational. And I'm glad this church is generational. Are you? Think about the resources and energy and effort we put into the next generation. Are you, are you a fan? I mean, yeah, I know you are, but are you a fair weather fan? Or a full-on fan? Fans are generational. One more. And I've touched on this already, but Lisa is thoroughly promotional. You really can't shut her down when she gets on a roll talking about the University of South Carolina. But I'm telling you, she's promotional. She'll tell you about it. She'll advertise it. She'll talk about it. Are you promotional about Jesus? Are you promotional about this stadium? Are you? Again, just, just a test. I mean, Jesus, though, you know, he, he talked about basically two groups of people. The wheat and the tares. The believers and the non-believers. The fruitful and the fruitless. Those on the narrow way and those on the broad way. Those who are full-on fans and those who are fair-weather fans. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, John 6, verse 60. Here's the context. Jesus had just performed the Hebrew Happy Meal miracle. The feeding of the 5,000. People were like, oh boy, free food, high in protein and carbs, fish and chips. Woo! All right. He began to teach and talk and things, and then the people thought, oh yeah, Jesus, he's going to be a political figure. He is going to take control and the Jews will dominate. And they were thinking that. And then Jesus kind of cruised over a body of water and they discovered he was over there and they all followed him over there. Uh, I mean, people were just, were just dying to get a glimpse of him. And all of a sudden, he draws a line in the sand. All of a sudden, he goes... Wow, I'm going to throw a flag and I want you to think about your life. Listen to these difficult words. Verse 60, John chapter 6. On hearing it, many of his disciples, not a few, disciples, I mean, he was separating the full-on followers with the fair-weather fans. On hearing it, many Fairweather fans said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? 
Verse 61, Jesus, of course, hacking into what was happening. Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? See, we don't understand that the message of Jesus is offensive. Let me say that again. The message of Jesus draws lines in the sand. Lines of love, lines of grace, but lines of truth. And now I'll skip down to verse 66. It's interesting, this is John 6, 66, is it not? From this time, many, not, not a few, not, not this person or that person, not the ones who, you know, had negative blogs or anything. No, no. It says, from this time, Jesus said, many of his disciples turned their back and no longer followed him. Many of the disciples turned their back and no longer followed him. Read here. They were no longer fans. They were, again, fair weather bandwagon fans. Again, I'm just asking you, are you a full-on fan or a fair weather fan? I mean, just a, just a checklist. And then Matthew 7, verse 21, Jesus said this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Again, we have Jesus separating the full-on fan with the fair-weather fan. Which one are you? Which one are you? Think about these qualities I just mentioned. They mirror the life of Jesus. Passionate. Is Jesus passionate for you and me? Are you kidding me? Educational. Jesus knows you and me better than we know ourselves. Loyal. He's for you, not against you. He's for me. The Holy Spirit is encouraging you to acquiesce and to give your life to him. Relational? That's Christianity. It's not a religion. How about invested? Jesus is totally invested in our salvation. Think about the words that describe salvation in the Bible. They're all financial terms. Generational. Jesus is thinking about the next generation. He's cheering for parents and single parents. He's cheering for those who are in authority to help and to coach and to teach and to train the next generation. Why are there so many genealogies in the Bible? The next generation. Promotional. Jesus is promoting you and me right now to the Father, the Bible says. He's promoting. He wants the best for our lives. 
Are you? Again, one more time. These are the words of Jesus. A full-on fanatical follower of Christ or a fair-weather fan. Jesus, remember, doesn't do fair weather. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.